We are on the bottom of Chav Gimel Mabez, 23b5 in the Art School Gemara. We have a few lines left until the Mishnah uh, towards the top of Chav Dalad Aleph of 24a. So we will go through those couple of lines. And then in the next recording for next week, we'll begin a new Mishnah. So it will be a, a new topic. And eventually, towards the latter half of the second part of the next week, uh, we will discuss a very interesting topic of conversion in a context where one is doing it primarily because one wants to marry a Jew. They are dating a Jew, and so therefore they want to convert, which is a very interesting topic in the Gemara on Chavdalat Amabez, on the second page of 24, on page 24. But let's get back to our Gemara. Our Gemara is dealing with a, a complicated case of a situation where there are two people, they're not related to each other, Reuven and Shimon, and they marry two sisters. They end up marrying two sisters, but then, as the Gemara explained in the last recording, they knew who they were marrying at the time, but later on they forgot. They forgot who they married, and they got confused. Which sister did I marry? Again, this is a pretty unlikely scenario, but I think the Mishnah is bringing this down to teach us some very important principles. Uh, and so they forget, they forgot who they married, and then they died without children. Both of them died without children. That's the case that we are up to. And they each have two brothers. They each have two brothers. And so we say one brother, they first have to do chalitza. One brother from one of the deceased has to do chalitza. Another brother from uh, the other side has to do chalitza. They have to do chalitza so that we get out of problems, which is really the the, the principles here that we get out of problems of of um, making sure that uh, that if when yibum happens afterwards, that it's not within a context of where uh, you're doing yibum to the sister of of the person that you're actually connected to, which would be a prohibition. The one that you actually have an obligation to do yibum with, and to get out of problems of uh, the fact that maybe. Uh, they ha- still have to do yibum to really the other uh, the other family, and now they're marrying somebody who they're marrying before even doing chalitza to get out of it. Uh, what we call yavam l'shuk is a prohibition to marry somebody before you do chalitza or yibum. So it's basically to get out of certain problems, and so therefore everyone has to do chalitza beforehand. You first have to do chalitza. One brother of Ruvain's brother has to do chalitza. Shimon, who's the other person who passed away, his brother has to do chalitza, and then the remaining brothers, the other two brothers, they could do yibum to the other person. They can't do yibum to the same person that their brother did chalitza to, but to the other person. So the Gemara says, Hasulamali, why do we have this case? Why do we have the case of the two brothers? We have the case already where there's one brother for one for Reuven, one brother for Shimon, or two two brothers for Shimon and one brother for Reuven. What is this case coming to add? So the Gemara says. It's the same exact case, the same uh, principles as before. So the Gemara says, no, it's Talon coming to teach us the following. In this case where we have two brothers for Reuven and two brothers for Shimon, there's a concern that they will forget about Chalitza. Because they'll think, maybe just one brother could do Yibam to one of the sisters. The other, Reuven's brother will do Yibam. Then Shimon's brother will do Yibam. And we're done. Uh, to the, uh, he'll do Yibam to the other sister. Uh, and people will forget about chalitza, at least in the other cases that we've had, for at least one of uh, the two people, their brother is for sure doing chalitza. There's not even an option 
for Yibam. So then we're not forgetting about Chalitza. But there's concern here that a person, in this scenario, they will forget about Chalitza and they will just do Yibam. And so therefore, there is that concern. But the Mishnah is telling us that we are not really concerned about that. We aren't concerned and uh, people will know the rules and they will do Chalitza first. The Gemara then goes on to a very short uh, question. Again, in our Mishnah we say that you have to do Chalitza and then you have to do Yibam. Then you could do Yibam. And if we have a scenario, we can have a scenario where the brothers, they both did Yibam and we will say that that works. They shouldn't do it. They shouldn't both do Yibam. But if they did do it after the fact, then that works because then we assume that when they do Yibam, they could be marrying the, doing Yibam to the correct one. And even if it's not to the correct one, after the fact, somebody did Yibam to the correct one and then the other person could just marry his sister because there's no longer Zika. There's no longer that connection once Yibam is done to the correct one. So where it says, how is this different from the following Mishnah? We have the following case, also a complicated case. The following case where we have four brothers. There are four brothers. Two of the brothers marry two sisters. So that's also a case where they marry two sisters. Two brothers marry two sisters, and then those two brothers died without children. And so we have two remaining brothers. So we say that because these two brothers, they both died without children at the same time, and now we have two sisters who fall to Yibam, to two brothers. So the law is that they have to do chalitza. They can't do yibum. The reason why they can't do yibum is because both sisters are really connected to both brothers. So if one brother did yibum, uh, so they're essentially marrying, not just doing yibum, but they're also marrying achos zikukoso. It's also marrying the sister of person that they're connected with because they're connected to both sisters. And that is a prohibition. So we tell them to do chalitza and they shouldn't do yibum. So the Gemara is essentially asking, why don't we say, let the first person do chalitza and let, let the second person uh, do yibam? How is it different than our case where we say, let the first person do chalitza and then the second person do yibam? Or, the question could also be that in the end of the day, if, if they both do yibam in our Mishnah, not that we tell them to both do yibam, but if they both did do yibam, so then it works. Why is it that we don't have that option when it comes to the case where the two brothers pass away after marrying, being married to two sisters? The Gemara answers, Hafi Hashdem, moving on to Chavdal Adam and Aleph. Hasam Ilamandam Yeziga Yeziga, Vilamandam Arslavatamitz Yidmin, Arslavatamitz Yidmin, Hakakal Chavachad Amor, Dide Kamisram Mile. Essentially, in that case, in that other case where we say everyone has to do Chalitza, the reason is, is because it's not a case of a question. It's not a questionable case. Everyone knows that there were two sisters who have now fallen to Yibam, and that something has to happen, either Yibam or Chalitza, and they were married to the brothers. It is clear they were married to the brothers. So it's not going to help to do chalitza and then to do yibam because it's it's with certainty that there was this connection uh, to to the two live brothers. And even if you did chalitza to one, but you, you remain forbidden to both because since at the very beginning, as Rashi explains, you were forbidden to both because you have two sisters that fall to yibam at the, at the same time. Uh, you cannot do yibam once, and this is... Not because it's a, it's a question of doubt. You're not sure which one your brother married. We know that both brothers married two sisters. And you're not allowed to do Yibam to either one. And so once they become forbid, forbidden at that point in time, they become forbidden forever. And it's a case of certainty. In our case, the point of our Gemara is to say, in our case, it's a, it, it's a question. Which one, which of the two sisters did my brother marry? And we don't know. 
It's a case where we don't know which one uh, they married. Since we don't know, so then we're able to say, they could say, you know what? I married the right one. I married my sister-in-law uh, and she was obligated in Yibam. And the other one will say, no, I married the right one because it's very different than the other case where this is a, a, it's, a it, it's a question who, which sister was married to my brother. In the other case, it's clear that both sisters were married to both brothers. So it's a very different uh, type of a case. Okay, a few more lines, uh, which is an uh, interesting coin uh, point. The Gemara says, That the Kohanim, even if we're discussing a case of Kohanim, that the remaining brothers are Kohanim in our Mishnah, they are allowed to marry the two sisters. If they both marry the two, the two sisters, so then that would work. Even though... Uh, even though one of them is a chalutza, in the cases they they did one of the sisters or both of the sisters, depending on the scenario, they both did chalitza, and chalitza is a form of a divorce. And the point of our is to say as follows: a kohen is not allowed to marry a divorcee on a Torah level, as we will see in a few lines. They are also not allowed to marry uh, a chalutza, somebody who did chalitza on a rabbinic level, not on a Torah level, but on a rabbinic level. So they cannot marry a divorcee on a Torah level. They cannot marry a Chalutza on a rabbinic level, somebody that went through chalitza, because it looks like a divorce. It, it's, it has a, some form of, it has aspects of a divorce to it. So a Kohen could also not marry a chalutza. However, this is a case where our mission is a case, as we pointed out before, it's, it's unclear. We tell them to do chalitza mechumra as a stringency because it's a, it's a question of doubt. But we don't really know if they need to do chalitza. We don't know if they were married to that to that husband. To that, the chalitza is actually meaningful. But we say because we're in a state of doubt, be stringent and do chalitza. So the Gemara here is saying that the Kohen could marry this type of chalitza. They could marry them, even though in general they can't. So the Gemara asks, "My time up. Why? Why are they allowed to marry? Why could the Kohen marry these people?" So the Gemara answers, "Chalitza derabanan because the whole prohibition is only rabbinic for the Kohen to marry the chalitza. So because the whole prohibition is rabbinic." So therefore, we will say that a Suffolk Chalutza, uh, some, when, when it's a questionable case, we generally have the principle Suffolk Durabana Lakula. Since it's a questionable case, we'll say that it's, uh, we will be lenient and we will allow a Kohen to marry a Suffolk Chalutza, somebody who it's unclear whether or not the Chalutza was necessary. So therefore, they might not even have the status of a Chalutza. So therefore, because it's a, it's a questionable case, we allow the Kohen to marry the Chalutza. So the Gemara says, is it really rabbinic? Is that really true? It's only rabbinic. But the Bryce says, that it seems to imply that chalitza, for the coin to marry the chalitza, is really a biblical prohibition, not a rabbinic prohibition. The Gemara says, that, that word which is teaching us that uh, the coin cannot marry a chalitza, that's not really uh, a Torah law. It's really a rabbinic law, but we just have some sort of hint to it from from the Torah. Okay, that concludes uh, the Gemara's discussion on this difficult Mishnah. Uh, but uh, the last point here is an important point that a Kohen cannot marry a Chalutza on a rabbinic level, but be, in a case of, of questionable situations where it's unclear whether or not they need a Chalutza to begin with, then the Kohen, uh, perhaps even just after the fact, could remain married to the Chalutza because... It's only a case of suffix. It's a, it's a case of doubt. It's not a case of vados, where it's clear 
that is a chalutza, and because it's only rabbinic, so therefore we would allow them to remain married. We're up to a new Mishnah, and in the next recording, starting from next week, we will begin a new topic uh, for Yibam, about who should who has priority to do Yibam, if you have multiple brothers, the oldest one, the youngest one, that'll be that discussion, and then we'll move on to really totally new topics uh, with regards to uh, dealing a little bit with conversion. Okay, that ends the recording.